Welcome to the Thriving Wellness Podcast, where we encourage and empower everyone to live their lives up to their true potential and share valuable conversations that are translated into action steps for the lifestyle that makes you thrive. Here are your hosts, Ryan and AJ. Hey guys, welcome back to the Thriving Wellness Podcast. This is Ryan and I have a question for you. Do you ever get eye strain or headaches after being on your computer for long periods of time? Because if so, you're definitely not alone. I've been here before. This, this is extremely common for most people to get this kind of eye strain and brain fog and, and even these tension headaches when you're staring at a laptop or a computer monitor for hours on end. And just in the nature of today's day and age, people work on computers all day long. So it's a huge issue in our society. And one of the many reasons for this is that computer monitors actually flicker. Same with most modern artificial lights. And that's one of the many reasons why people get these undesirable effects when spending long stretches of time on the computer. There's even a name for this growing epidemic of eye issues and headaches caused by computers, and it's called computer vision syndrome, and can actually cause serious long-term damage to your eyes. My guest on today's show is the perfect person to talk about this with because he's actually created a software to help you overcome this issue. His name is Daniel. Uh, I'm probably going to Butcher his last name, so you're going to have to correct me on this, Daniel. Georgiev? It's how great. You, that's how you it's pronounce awesome. it? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Daniel Georgiev, and he's the creator of a software you may have heard of before. Heck, some of you may already use it, and it's called Iris. Daniel started out as a rowing champion with about six years of training and a few medals under his belt. Then he started working for a software company, but he wasn't satisfied with the work, and he had lots of trouble with eye pain and eye strain. And that's where the idea for Iris came from. The software is now being used by more than 2 million users all over the world and is the most popular health tech software currently out on the market. So, Daniel, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me. So, I'm curious, Daniel, what took you from being a competitive athlete to get into computer programming? Because they're very, very different from each other, kind of two opposites of the, of the career spectrum. Well, my goal as a kid was to become an Olympic champion. But my hobby was uh, computers. I was playing games, doing stuff on the computer from an early age. And actually my, I'm not sure how it is in other countries, but after eighth grade, we have a specialization in Bulgaria and I was, I was in a programming school. So this is how I started learning about programming and I started working as a programmer when I was 18 years old, I think. Then after, after some time and two big monitors, bad lighting around me, I started feeling a lot of eye pain. This is how I restarted. Yeah, that's such a common story. I mean, I work with so many clients who work in offices, they work on computers and they're constantly struggling with that eye strain. And a lot of them have, it's, it's caused them to actually diminish their eyesight to a point where now they need to wear prescription glasses because their eyes don't work as well as they used to. So I'm, I'm curious if you could explain a little bit more about how your, your eye strain kind of started and what, what you did about it. Well, about eye strain, what you need to know is that it's not normal to sit in front of the computer and just look at something. Our eyes are made for movement and they're made for looking at distant objects, for constant movement, constant, uh, constant changing of the focus. 
And what happens with our modern digital lifestyle is that we spend most of our daily lives in front of computers or in front of phones. Mm -hmm. And this is um, really bad for the eyes. The first reason is that it's not normal to don't change the focus and our eyes got tired. But there are more other reasons like um, not matching the the light from the monitor to the light in the room. For example, if it's night, like here in Bulgaria, it's uh, actually 1 p.m., uh, 1 a.m., uh, midnight. And if it's dark and you're with lights off and the screen is glowing, this is not healthy because there is a mixture between between the dark and the bright monitor. And you always need to match the room lighting to the light of the monitor. And the monitor should look like a book, always, always, to not feel eye pain. And this is some basic introduction to why we feel eye pain in front of computers. The first reason is that it's not normal to not change the focus and to look at uh, objects which are in front of you. And same with reading, actually. When you start to read a book, your blink rate, uh, when you focus your eyes, your blink rate drops significantly. And you actually blink, normally you blink 20 times per minute, but when you read or use a computer, you blink one or two times per minute. And this is, this is the reason why some people get dry eyes. And this is basically the main reason behind computer vision syndrome. It makes total sense because if you look back at our evolutionary biology, I mean, computers have been around for such a small amount of time, the last you know, 20 or 30 years that we've had this screen technology. And for many hundreds of thousands of years before that, like you said, humans were always looking at different objects that were close, that were far and exposing themselves to natural sunlight. And when it got dark, we didn't have all these artificial lights. And that's one of the reasons that causes so much sleep disruption. And so I know a lot of people are very familiar with blue light kind of being the culprit in that it suppresses melatonin function and can cause sleep disturbances and just overall poor sleep quality. Um, and that's why a lot of programs now have a blue light dimming feature. But your software, Iris, goes well and beyond that. And one aspect to this eye strain that I've noticed really is, is a big problem is the flicker rate. See, most people don't understand that their monitor or their phone or, you know, most artificial lights are constantly flickering on and off and on and off. Uh, that's not visible to the natural eye. But if you take a slow motion camera, you see it's flickering constantly. And this causes a lot of stress to our eyes. So could you explain a little bit about why monitors flicker and, you know, what people could do about that? Yes, of course. So let's, let's start about... So with blue light actually. So the problem with blue light and the reason why we have glasses, we have filters on our monitors, we have softwares like Iris and we have integrated softwares on the PC, for example, night light, night shift and all other kinds of stuff. The idea is that blue light, if you place the light spectrum, if you see the light spectrum, there is a short wavelength light and long wavelength light. So the basic idea is that blue light is more like uh, gamma rays and x-ray. And we all know that when we go to get a, uh, a picture of our teeth, for example, this is not healthy and they place you some metal things to protect you from the radiation. And blue light is the closest visible light to radiation. Let's start like this. And this is why it's harmful. 
our eye is um, it's not hard objects uh, it we have a natural filter for UV light, which comes from the sun, but we don't have a natural filter for blue light. And what happens is that our macula, back of the eye, starts to burn. And one of the conditions is called macular degeneration if you spend too much in front of computers with blue light. So enough with blue light. Let's talk about flicker. The, mm, the cheapest way to make a monitor change its brightness is to actually turn it on and off at really high rate. Um, and with this, you basically can make your monitor go darker or uh, lighter. If the flicker rate is bigger, so if there are more on and off per minute, it, the screen is brighter. And if there are less on and off per minute, the screen is darker. So what happens, you can test this I don't know, with the, with in front of a mirror, what happens is that our eye, when it's when it's dark, our red, uh, our iris opens, and when it's uh, bright in the room, our iris closes. And when the monitor goes on and off, something like this happens, and it's like a constant uh, training in the gym. So your eyes is constantly contracting and you're like pumping like a muscle. And this is the reason why we get uh, tired eyes. And we were actually the first which uh, started to talk about this issue and make it popular to the mainstream with our technology and with our way to control the brightness without this flicker rate changing. And that's fascinating because a lot of people don't realize that. So, you, so what you're suggesting is when you dim the screen, you have less frequencies, less intervals of flickers. And is that actually worse for your eyes than when it's brighter? Yes, it's worse because uh, your eye has more time for a bigger contraction. Mm. This is something like a basic explanation. And when your screen is bright, there is no on and off. So what we recommend with our software is to actually set your monitor hardware brightness from the buttons to the maximum and control the brightness with iris because we don't use the backlight and we use different technology to change the brightness without this on and off. Does this make sense? Yeah. So just to clarify for people listening in, your software enables you to dim the brightness without modifying the flicker rate. Is that correct? Yep. So it makes it less stressful to the eye because the flicker rate isn't changing as you're modifying the brightness. Yes, exactly. Got it. And I like that you brought up macular degeneration because more and more people are, are suffering from this. And I think it's going to be a worldwide epidemic in the years to come because of how many people are using these devices. I mean, we're using it right now, recording this interview, and it's no it's hard to get around. I mean, we live in a, a day and age where technology like computers and cell phones are pretty necessary to run a business, to, to be any, almost any sort of job. And so, and even just to connect and communicate with people you, you care about. And so um, using softwares like Iris is, is really helpful. So can you explain to people how your software Iris is different from, from Flux or F.Lux, which is commonly used and something I've, I used to use in the past before I converted to your software. So how does Iris differ from Flux? So the main difference between Iris and let's say all other blue blockers, they are light filtering software. The first thing is that uh, most of them uh, don't have a full light reduction. 
like uh, if you really want to protect yourself from macro degeneration you need to remove all blue light it doesn't happen with 50% blue light or 60% blue light and one of the things that iris has is removing all the blue light some other things which no other software cares about is actually eye pain and eye strain and the cause of eye pain and eye strain is not only blue light uh, the cause of uh, eye strain is the Mm, the pulse width modulation, the flicker thing we talked about. The cause of eye pain is um, font smoothing and not readable fonts. You can get eye strain by not matching the brightness to the room lighting, for example. You can get eye strain from not using dark theme when you need to. And our software combines all these things into simple presets. For example, you can use a programming mode to make a black theme on every program you use in your PC. Or we have different types. So your your monitor, for example, when you play games, you can see the screen. You don't stare like this. You're more relaxed in front of the computer and protect your eyesight. So yes, we have bigger. Uh, we have more automation. So most softwares only have maybe day and night. We have smoother automation between three times. Uh, day, night, and sleep. Uh, we also have bigger uh, light reduction and all these other kinds of stuff like font rendering, like uh, flicker-free. We make every monitor flicker-free, basically. I want you to elaborate on something you touched on, which is the fonts. So could you explain a little in more depth the, the problem with most fonts on computer screens and then what your software does to improve them so it's less uh, less stressful to the eyes? Okay, so the modern way to make a font look good is to actually make them more blurry. But our eye to rest, it needs, uh, it moves on the screen with something like uh, called cascades. And this is, we don't move our eyes slowly, but we, it jumps from one point to another. We focus on one point and the the rest of the screen is actually perceived by our, our brain. But let's not go into much details. The main idea is that a font to look good, it's blurry. And we need sharp edges for us to focus easily on the screen. Does this make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. So it's not blurry. It, it really sharpens it up. And so it does. your software does that automatically to all fonts on anything you read on your computer? We have an option which can make your... We have several... Uh, several levels of sharpness for the fonts and for example with simple fonts the most ugly and simplest uh, fonts uh, they're actually the healthiest but they don't have fonts smoothing cut out and you actually see the pixels of the letters so this is the healthiest but it's the ugliest so yeah. it's not it's not uh, enabled by default because some people will say they broke my monitor for example but uh, you can go to the settings and enable this Okay, good good to know. And it's interesting how usually by making your screen much healthier by reducing the blue light, you know, the brightness, modifying the brightness, and now this font thing, it does make it less visually appealing. You can't see as many colors and it, it can be challenging for people who are, let's say, graphic designers or people who are doing different things on their computer that require them to see very distinct color patterns. But Oftentimes it's a trade-off, you know, sometimes the prettiest things aren't the best things for our health. So we have to find a balance and make sure that we're taking that into consideration when we're using this technology. 
And I think you know this really well because it's the same thing with health and fitness. You actually sometimes need, you need to eat uh, some things which are not so delicious, but actually are healthier for you. And you need to make some changes to your routine to not uh, live some so comfortable lifestyle. For example, you can take a cold shower, which is not the best thing in the world, <laughs> but it's actually super healthy. And you know these things, right? Yeah, it goes across the board. I always tell people health is not always convenient. It's not always easy. It's not always the most enjoyable thing, but it does provide so many benefits over the long run that it's well worth it. And those are some great examples. Although I will say, man, I'll have to send you some recipes because you can have some healthy food that still tastes damn good. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, this, this is one of the things which uh, actually the healthiest people do. They, they make their food healthy and delicious. Yeah, that's the key, man, to make it sustainable. You got to enjoy the process to some extent, at least, so that you don't feel like you're deprived and you don't feel miserable the whole time. Otherwise, it's only a matter of time before you give up and, you know, fall off the wagon. So that's, that's awesome. Another thing I wanted to ask you about is color temperature. How does that impact brightness? And for people listening in that may not even know what that is, can you explain what color temperature is? So think of color temperature like the blue light. The, the bigger the color temperature, more, more blue light. The lower the color temperature, less blue light. Uh, in science terms, this is basically um, the type of light emitted from different light sources. For example, the sun emits lights with uh, 5,000 kelvins, while the candle, um, candle, you know what is a candle? Yeah. I think I say it correctly. Uh, it emits light 1,900. And for example, total darkness is zero kelvins. Okay. Does this okay. make sense? Yep. I'm following you. So, so what you're basically saying is that the higher the Kelvin, the brighter the light, the lower the Kelvin, the dimmer the light. Yes, and but actually, it's not just the light; it's more the blue light because okay. the green, green and uh, red are not so. We don't remove them at uh, lower. We remove them, but slower that blue light. We remove blue light faster. With uh, I'm not sure I can explain this correctly. <laughs> I think I see what you're saying. So the color temperature really has to do with the different color spectrums of light, particularly the blue spectrum. And yes. so by um, reducing the color temperature, you're actually having less blue light. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, this is the, the simplest explanation. We have, uh, we have a scientific formulas for actually calculating the gamma of the monitor, but it's complicated that... Uh, it's a little hard for me to explain it in English because this is not my uh, native language. Yeah, you're from Bulgaria, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it's a small country in Europe. Yeah, your English is good, man. Much better than my Bulgarian is, that's for sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, yeah, one other thing I wanted to ask you. So as far as your, your company, how has people's experience been using your software? I think uh, I'm, I'm really proud, actually, that we don't have even one negative review everywhere you look. We have uh, at Facebook, for example, we have uh, 500 only positive reviews. And we have 
3 million users, I think, right now. And people, people love the software. It's cheap. We like uh, helping people. And I don't know. It's yeah, awesome. No, that's absolutely amazing, man. And there's a free version, too, for a virus, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, so people could go on and download Iris completely for free. And then you do have a paid version, which like you mentioned, is, is very cheap for a lifetime membership. Well yeah. worth it. And that just gives you access to more functions. And what you also have is different pre-settings. So even if someone's listening in and they're, you know, some of this stuff's flying over their head, they're like, dude, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I just want this eye strain to go away. I want to be healthier. I don't want my eyes to deteriorate. Uh, they could just pick some from their pre, from the presettings, like you have one geared towards health and all you do is click the health one and then it automatically you, you input your location. So it modifies based on the time of day and it makes it super easy. Even if you don't really know much about this stuff. Yes. It's actually, I'm doing this from, from four years maybe. And it's too hard for me to explain how exactly Iris works. It's, we have the medical researches, we have the tests, so we have the everything, but when I say to people, uh, we do a eye protection software and it protects your eyes automatically, they're like, how? How this is even possible? <laughs> but if you open Iris and, uh, for example, at night and you have orange screen or any other blue light filter, actually, you have orange screen. And if you disable this, you can see the flash of light glowing to your face and uh, you start to understand how this works, actually. Yeah, no, it's it's quite amazing. And I'm a, I'm a huge fan of this software. So could you tell people listening in the best place they could go if they want to learn more about your company or software and, and download it for themselves? Well, they can go to our website or I guess you're going to place link in the description, but they can go to irishtech.co. It's .co, not .com. And we have a lot of information. We have blog posts. We have download button, download for free button where you can try the software and do all kinds of other stuff. We have actually an affiliate program when you can promote Irish to friends and family and get paid, get paid for telling uh, other people about our software and stuff like this. I highly recommend everyone go check it out. And like Daniel mentioned, I'll put in a link in the show notes so you can just go straight there, try out the free version, see if you like it. And I think you'll find it's going to really benefit you and you could use your computer at night without wearing these not so attractive blue lock, blue light blocking glasses, which is a, a big plus for a lot of people as well. Let me ask you this, Daniel, do you have Iris for cell phones or is it just for computers at this time? We have it for Android and for iOS. But um, Android and iOS are closed platforms and we have a lot of limitations from Google and Apple basically and when, can't, can't do the most awesome software in the world. So we have these versions, you can download them, but uh, I recommend you to try the version for Mac or for Windows or even for Linux because we spent probably three years developing these versions and they're really awesome. That is awesome, man. I'm really happy to hear that. And uh, what has been some of the biggest challenges for you kind of getting this company going and getting this stuff up and running? Because you're, you know, for people listening in, Daniel's a young guy. And like you mentioned, he's got 3 million users. That's absolutely amazing. Yes, I'm 24 years old. So not so young, <laughs> not so young. But uh, yeah, the, the hardest thing was maybe now building the team. 
actually uh, getting users and getting the first sale is easy. For example, making a small business which uh, can you can live from to not have a boss. For example, this is the first thing is that people don't want to have a boss. They want to be their own boss to do something they're passionate about. I, I think this is really modern these days. But actually, the hardest thing is then building the team so you can move faster together. This is really hard and uh, I'm still learning uh, things about motivation, leadership, uh, management, and all other awesome kinds of stuff. I'm with you on that, man. Building out a team and hiring people and training them is certainly tricky business. Is it something I've been navigating myself with, with my business? Um, but I appreciate you coming on the show, Daniel. I'm super excited for people to start using this and have it start positively impacting their eye health, their focus, their productivity, all that good stuff, because I know how many people spend time on their devices. And so it's absolutely critical that if you're going to utilize technology, use it wisely, use softwares like Iris so that you could really minimize the damaging effects it's doing to your eyes, to your body, to your overall well-being, and you're going to be better in the long run for it. Thank you very much. You're awesome. <laughs> Good chat with you, man. Thanks for listening in. You can find the show notes and resources at thrivingwellness.co slash podcast. We encourage you to share your biggest takeaways with us on social media and share the show with your friends and family. If you found this episode valuable, leave us a five-star review. Your feedback helps to support us on our mission to positively impact as many people as we can with this information. Join us for our next episodes where we will be interviewing leading wellness professionals to inspire you in your health journey. Until next time.